guys, welcome back to another episode of The Writer's Haven. Musu here from Musu Writes. Um, this week I had the opportunity to chat with one of the creators of Afrobloggers. Now, this conversation was definitely a treat. Afrobloggers is a unique platform that provides networking opportunities for bloggers with African nationality. So they're building a global network, making voices be heard, and just really making their mark in a positive way. I first noticed them on Twitter where they spotlight different bloggers and let those bloggers run their Twitter account every week. And it was pretty cool. So um, fortunately, I was able to talk um, with Bruce, who is one of the founders of Afro Bloggers, just to find out more about their vision and the waves they're making across the Internet. So take a listen and um, also reach out to them. I think they have excellent reading material on their blogs uh, for those of you who 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 still read blogs and you know just it's just something different to look at so um thanks again for tuning in and i hope you enjoy the episode um let's start off with you know um what you guys are doing um afro bloggers i I think i first noticed you all on twitter um you guys are very active on there and you you support a lot of um, african writers on there that's one of the things that i've seen so thank you yeah, so talk to us a little bit about, you know, what is Afro Bloggers and why was it created? Well, uh, Afro Blogger started some time way back in 2015, and uh, it actually started on Twitter. Uh, I identified a gap where it existed, where bloggers were struggling to connect with their readers, their intended audience, with the work they were creating. So to uh, get around that, I started a platform on Twitter where I would say, instead of bloggers spamming other accounts with their links, they could actually come and uh, share with us, then we would share with a wider audience. So it now ended up being that anyone who wanted to find any stuff about African bloggers would come to our Twitter account. Uh, so now it has grown into a big platform where we are connecting African bloggers. By African bloggers, uh, we do not have a first uh, set out definition where we are excluding other people, no. But generally, it was originally designed to help all those bloggers who can share with us from an African perspective, no matter their geographical location. We realize that it is important that we tell our stories through our own eyes and our own perspective to shape the narrative that is going out there. So now bloggers are meeting on our account in this platform that we have created, and it yes. has grown so much. Yes, it has grown so much. And bloggers are networking, learning from each other peer to peer. And also, it has become so easy for audiences across the world to connect with African bloggers because they can simply come to our platform and say, No, I'm looking maybe for fashion bloggers or I'm looking for food bloggers. Then we have an, an already established the database from which we can dish out such kind of information. Okay, yeah, that's excellent. I think that, and you said since 2015, you guys have been doing this, right? Yes, since 2015. We've been 2015. And it's basically a, a platform for, you know, African bloggers and so they, they're not, you know, running around trying to promote um, their things, you know, elsewhere, they can come to a more centralized platform, such as Apple bloggers, to uh, promote their, their blogs, talk about, you know, their vision and things like that. So I think that was a pretty good idea. Now, who is who? I know you are, are you one of the founders? 
well, I'm the founder of AfroBloggers. Uh -huh. And uh, the team is actually made up of three people. Uh, I'm the founder. And uh, then I've got Beaton. Beaton is also a blogger. He's the one who runs the Becoming the News.net. Uh, Beaton is an experienced blogger who handles uh, mostly our administration and also things to do with poetry because we seek also to promote uh, poets. So you find that if you connect with us on Twitter, every Wednesday evening we are holding poetry sessions mm. to inspire poets to create more and more and more. And then we've got Winston, who is in South Africa, he's our IT guy. He's the one who is responsible for creating um, our platforms. And very soon we'll be doing something like webinars online to coach people blogging. And he's the one who's going to end that. Okay, and so yeah, that's um, I, that's one of the things I noticed when you have the the different bloggers come and they feature themselves on your account. So let's talk about impact um, because I think that's a very good strategy as far as giving others an opportunity to expand their own platform. You know, um, in addition to doing doing that, um, what are some of the other things you guys have achieved um, in terms of partnership and growth? Well. Um Right now, in terms of growth, we've managed to upskill Afrobloggers from being a virtual platform into the physical spaces. Now, instead of us only being found on Twitter, Instagram, or on our blog, we have also started meeting people in the physical spaces, like creating conferences, creating workshops where we are teaching uh, the community about blogging. So recently, uh, because of our geographical location, we are based in Zimbabwe. And uh, majority of our activities in the physical space have been in Zimbabwe currently. So we have managed to hold, I think, about overall five workshops in five different cities where we have invited bloggers to come and discuss with us so that we show them how to blog effectively, how to do everything. And we have also managed to partner with some well-established bloggers in our country, in Zimbabwe. We have actually managed to mentor youngsters in schools. So we are, we are on our way to start something called Afroblogger School, from which we are going to be helping school kids to learn something about blogging. And hopefully, we want to create a, a generation that is not afraid to express themselves, who actually understand the power that lies in a story that is told, not something that is hidden inside. And also, we have partnered with the British Council uh, on their Southern African uh, Connect Hubs project. In that uh, project, we have created a series of lobby blogs where we have invited bloggers and ordinary people to blog about issues on local governance, interrogating their local authorities in each and every city so that we better the services that are being provided. So we have taken an ordinary citizen to become sort of an interrogator, somebody who asks for accountability, somebody who seeks uh, their rights through their writings. So from this lobby blog, we've managed to uh, interact with local authorities on a number of issues and they've seen improvement of sanitation, parks, and we've seen even improvement of roads because we have said that the people who are being affected should be able to speak out. And it has been made possible through the help of uh, the funding from British Council. We have worked with us in this project. So it sounds like you guys are 
having a um, social and even, if I can say, a political impact through showing, you know, um, through blogging. You have the, the school for children that you said you guys are working on. And did you say, also mention a, um, a British council that you've connected with? Yes. Okay. So uh, you find blogging um, is so diverse and its impact is so huge when it is honest uh, strategically. Blogging is the only, I wouldn't say it is the only, but it's one of the most powerful mediums that we can use to reach whoever we want. You realize that now we've got two uh, kind of villages in existence. We've got the one that is found in the physical spaces where we are staying indoors in our houses behind Jurawood and gated walls. And then there's the online platform where everyone is spending majority of their time. And for you to be able to reach a wider audience, you need to have your online presence felt. You need to have somewhere where you are writing something or something that you are creating and people are actually getting into your thoughts through that. And blogging does afford a lot of people such an opportunity. That is why you see we are even in the political space, we are even in the social economic space. We are, we are almost everywhere because bloggers are not limited in terms of what they can blog about. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, when it comes to uh, using a platform as blogging, you know, you're the one that's in control. So, um, yes. yeah, the strategy that you guys are using, I, you know, it sounds like it's, it's very effective. So, you know, I, I hope you guys continue to, to make waves and, you know, create a presence, you know, with, through blogging so that your voices are heard. Because a lot of people um, around the world, and we'll get to that a little later, um, you know, how they see Africa as a continent, you know, I think the world is still largely ignorant, you know, of what Africans are capable of doing and what they're currently doing, you know, so we have a chance. So um, I think that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Um, yeah. So I, speaking of blogging, you know, you guys have a very nice blog, afrobloggers.com very informative and I had a chance to and you know every once in a while I will go on there and check out the, the, the posts so uh, a recent one that I came across um, was addressing male mental health so I you know I do a lot of work in, in mental health and one thing that is very hard to find is um, mental health you know for, for men or to hear men even talk about their mental and I just yeah, want, sure. yeah, I just want to quote um, one or two paragraphs from your your article, and we can, you know, just talk about it a little bit. So, it it the article, you know, just for the listeners, it it um, talks about statistics when it comes to mental health problems in Africa. So here's the the quote that I would like to discuss. All too often, we assume of the home and children being the primary responsibility of women. If a man, for various reasons, takes up these roles, he is attacked by statements like he can't take care of his family. He is not a real man. What kind of message is society sending to men who are different? The world has changed. Women are increasingly becoming economically capable, which has upset the power balance in many relationships. Men unable to cope because of social expectations are folding under depression, afraid to even share with anyone. 
the society must afford men the platforms to express their feelings and to be different. Men must be made to understand that drinking, barbecue, gig, or even playing is not therapy. So excellent um, article, and you bring up some excellent points. Um, and you, and the article also discusses the friendship bench. So talk to us a little bit about that. What is the friendship bench, and how is that being used to raise awareness on mental health among Africans? Okay, uh, the friendship bench is an, an initiative that was started in Zimbabwe. Uh, and honestly, we stumbled upon it when we were trying to create censorship or something like awareness on male mental health. We noticed that a lot of uh, mental health talk that is going around sort of doesn't really zero in on men. And then we started to do some research on finding out ways in which we can actually invite this talk where people can start the conversation about male mental health and take it as a priority also among uh, male, among women's uh, mental health issues that are being discussed on the table. And we stumbled upon the friendship bench that is in Zimbabwe. You know, in Zimbabwe, we've had this concept where we've got uh, what we call community grandmothers. I think your side would call them uh, those people who maybe go around doing home-based care. Here in Zimbabwe, those uh, are each community usually has one who is responsible for, for for issuing out first aid at the communal level. So these are also now being uh, groomed and trained so that they will be able to sit down with whoever comes to them and discuss mental health issues from a, uh, a point of view where it's not like somebody has visited the clinic but somebody has gone somewhere to open up and talk about depression, talk about male mental health. So you find uh, this is, is given a positive impact from our research in terms of tackling male mental health. Men in particular are not uh, so open to the idea of visiting clinics, visiting counselors to talk about issues that they are facing themselves. You find in the African context, Many have always existed, uh, trying to be portrayed as macho and people who, who cannot really express their their uh, feelings in front of everyone for fear of being seen as weak. So many tend to keep things to themselves, and maybe when they uh, that kind of keeping things to themselves has got the impact, the negative impact of bringing out traumatic experiences in form of domestic violence in form of suicide cases that are prevalent in all African countries. You find almost, uh, according to the WHO statistics, we've got about six African countries making it in the top 18 of the top uh, countries that uh, have got prevalent suicide cases. That speaks a lot about yes. uh, how we are tackling it from the African context. You see, the friendship bench is a huge step towards accepting in the first place that mental health is a health that mental problems are actually a health issue in the african context uh you find when somebody is mentally disturbed they don't think it's a clinical problem they would say you've maybe you've been bewitched by your relative they would say they really do not have even in in my, my culture they don't have a, a shona word for depression mm -hmm. they don't have that so you find it's really difficult for someone to 
approach even uh, the clinic and be able to fully express themselves to say, I am suffering from depression. So the mental health now, uh, the friendship bench, is actually taking a huge step because not only is it uh, encouraging conversation around these issues, but it has actually shown men that it is, and everyone else in the society, that there is actually mental health problems mm -hmm. and they really need to be discussed and to be handled. And to say they are being handled from the grassroots level, that speaks a huge thing. And it sparks a huge uh, popcorn effect because one who has been assisted and is going to also invite other people to come. So the friendship benches, they are effective in the sense that they, they are not stationed in one physical location. They are everywhere in the community. You find people seated underneath a tree. You find people, a friendship bench at a bar or at a nearby local beer hall. So wherever people can actually meet and talk, there is a friendship bench. Somebody seated there to just listen to you. Maybe you are now going to pour out your, your heart because you've heard one or two things. But the mental health is there where people are. So it is not to say those who've got mental problems, please come to us. It has actually gone to the community, accepting that there is mental problems. I think that sums it uh, much about uh, the friendship bench in Zimbabwe. Oh, and that's um, the, yeah, that's another great initiative. Now, so it's benches, you know, that are strategically located in different places. So, what has been the reaction to that? What What are people coming back and telling you about the friendship bench? Um, well, I would say the friendship bench is not our initiative. So, people have not been able to give us feedback about the friendship bench. Okay. But we have been tracking it for quite some time, just to see the impact and everything. And I must say, like in locations and stuff, we have seen people visiting the friendship bench. Mm. Some of them actually go there out of curiosity. They don't know they have a, a mental problem, but when they sit to just discuss with these community grandmothers, they actually discover that I could actually be suffering from a problem, a mental health one. So the majority of people do not know that they are suffering from depression until somebody maybe points out these symptoms that you are exhibiting they can point to at some point or some state of depression that you are going in. It's actually a mental health problem that needs assistance and you can actually be helped. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for um, taking that step because that's, you know, one, again, that's something that is not discussed. And I was very surprised to see the statistics on your, your website, on your blog post that talks about um, suicide, yeah. you know, in African countries. That, that was, that was my first time seeing that. And so I'm glad that you guys are bringing it to the forefront. Oh, thank you. So in addition to that um, and what you guys are doing on Twitter and other social media platforms, what other projects are you working on at the moment? Are you still getting me? Yes, I can hear. I can still hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're trailing okay. off. A bit, but I got it. Um, in terms of uh, upscaling Afro bloggers, our vision is really huge. We want to become the number one source of information on, on blogging in Africa. Uh, we want to create, we want to register it as a company. We have already started the initiative of registering it as a company, as Afro bloggers media. Mm -hmm. We are going to be occupying a lot of platforms 
from which you afford bloggers uh, different avenues to meet their audience and discuss issues that are happening on their blogs. Our vision is centered on the on harvesting stories, harvesting different ideas that are being shared with all probably over a million blogs that exist. So we are saying if each individual is sharing stories from their own perspective, they are worth listening to. Imagine how much you can harvest from all these stories and how much our the coming generation can benefit, how much can those in power today benefit, how much can even the ordinary person benefit by knowing that somebody is talking about fitness, somebody is talking about poetry, somebody is talking about all stuff, different stuff. So here is our vision and what we intend to do. We are going to set up what we call an Afrobloggers TV or an Afrobloggers radio. From it, we, we, we intend to bring to, to the show every week or every day a, an African blogger to share about the world from their own perspective, mm. discuss issues from their own perspective and from their own comfort zone, to share with us like, okay, I don't feel this like this, I feel this like A and B and C. We are saying the world should be free to express itself and it starts by giving people the platform to tell their story. So we, we are working on launching Afro Bloggers Radio. We are also working on uh, launching our first ever African Awards, African Bloggers Awards, where we are going to recognize and celebrate bloggers who are doing the most in the blogosphere. We want them to win awards. We want them to be appreciated for the effort that they're putting. We understand the majority of them are doing it maybe out of passion and some as pastime, some as a hobby. But we say, we appreciate that you are telling your stories. You are taking the time to share with the world what is going on in your own world. And that is so important. So basically, uh, those are the major two issues that we are working on. And of course, in uh, having our organization registered, formally registered. Okay, awesome. And what are where are some what are some of the countries that are being represented now? I know that you guys have um, a lot of Africans who res reside in, in London, but what other countries? You know, what other African countries are being represented on your platform currently? On our platform, uh, <laughs> the, the, the countries. Uh, I said I know it's a lot of countries. Yes, a lot of countries. Uh, I would say we get most of our interaction from the diaspora. We've got people who are talking to us from France. We've got the United States. We've got people who are talking from us in Uganda, Ghana, Zambia, Malawi. We've got people who are reaching to us from Morocco. And recently we moved to Instagram and we have actually managed to get access to a whole lot of African bloggers whom we didn't know about and who also happened to discover us at that time. And we have managed to have bloggers from Ethiopia, we have bloggers from Guinea, we have bloggers from Gambia who also visit our platform to share their stories. And it's having effectivity. Okay. Now, are there, I, I, don't, I don't know if I heard you mention Sierra Leone. Any Sierra Leone bloggers? Well, um, from our research, we've had uh, problems with particular countries. 
we have not been able to get any bloggers from particular countries. I can actually tell you Sierra Leone is one of the countries and okay. also the countries that are far north Africa. They were the language they used to blog is Arabic, some of them. And the language barrier itself has been uh, one of the greatest hindrances in us having to connect with some of them. Mm. And we failed even to, to get bloggers. And another country that's difficult to get bloggers is uh, Central African Republic. Okay. And recently, Sudan. Mm. You, you see, in, in Africa, we are suffering the problem of uh, internet gigs where they are constant internet monitoring by for political reasons. So you find there are not many bloggers who are blogging. You are aware, like in Uganda, they've introduced a blogging text where someone to actually create a platform online, they have to register it with the government and pay certain fees for them to operate. So all those kind of things are actually making it more and more difficult for bloggers to be uh, coming out in the open in certain physical uh, places. Yeah, that's, that's very true. So that's why uh, you know, I thank you guys for the effort that you're making. So um, those are the different things you're working on. And I'm sure, you know, once people hear this um, podcast and as you guys continue to expand, people will be interested in supporting. So how can people best support Afro bloggers and where can people go if they would like to donate to you guys? Okay, uh, in terms of supporting Afro bloggers, uh, we are open to any partnerships and any collaborations that we can do to increase the impact blogging has to offer. We are open to also, we invite everyone or every organization out there who wants to work with African bloggers on anything that we, they can use us as a focal point from which they will meet and uh, discuss business with different Afro bloggers, then they will be able to host whatever project they have in mind. You see, um, let me take this opportunity to also say, uh, world over, maybe in the first world countries, it's a different story, but in the third world, like most African countries, it's really difficult uh, for bloggers to thrive. Why? Because a lot of organizations, especially brands and businesses, do not actually understand the impact a blogger has. We're saying a blogger who is writing something on their site and it is being read by over a thousand people a day mm -hmm. and it is permanent because it is online. Mm -hmm. They can be used for so many things, whether it, it could be um, citizen journalism, it could be advocacy, it could be lobbying for anything or it could be even advertisement. Those are the people that we can use to actually reach uh, all the corners of the earth. And I'm inviting a lot of organizations or individuals who, seek, who are seeking collaborations on impacting the African space, that bloggers are, can be the best focal point that they can use. And us as Afro-bloggers, we are working on putting up uh, tabs for people to donate to us but we hadn't placed it up yet because we didn't want to do that without proper accountability uh, measures in place. Like we want to be registered either as a company or as a trust. 
so that people who are, are going to be donating to us are not donating to individuals as we are. Right now, yes, I am the founder of Afrobloggers, but for accountability sake, if we were to handle public funds, it would be a, a bit difficult. So as we were operating currently, we're operating from our individual accounts and everything. Those people we have, we have been reaching out to us to want to work with us and also to donate to us. We have yet to be clear with them about our situation. And most of them have actually continued and they've opted to donate to us. So we say anyone who is willing to donate can actually reach to us through our channels on Twitter, whether on email, all our channels of communication are displayed on our blog and on our Twitter account. And they can reach out to us and we can work out something. Okay, so um, basically they can, um, if they're interested, showing support, of course they can connect with you on social media. But if they would like to donate, they can also contact you through the website. On email. Or the email. Okay. Yes. All right, yes. I will put the, the email in the show notes um, so that everyone can see for themselves. Okay, it's okay. Um, yeah, so um, anything else you would like to, to share? Um, any um, message, other messages you, you would like to get out there for the listeners to know? Um, yeah, let me share this to say, I think uh, everyone should be a blogger. Mm -hmm. Myself, I discovered blogging later in life, uh, I think about six years ago, and I would say blogging is the power to change a person's life. Mm -hmm. I've seen people who may be able to start up their blogs, now they are earning a lot of money because they've since discovered businesses through their blogs. Because a blog opens a whole lot of a new world for someone to, to exist in. First, you start off, maybe it's a pastime, but then you get to meet a lot of people, you get to network, and all that really does give uh, a different view about yourself. So it's sort of um, uncoils you from the coil that you are maybe hiding your potential in. And also, the other thing that I would like to share is Africa is not a single story. Africa itself has got a many facets. And it is so unfortunate that because Africa is seen as backward, as the dark continent, mm -hmm. the only interaction that the majority of the world has with Africa is through charity organizations. And these charity organizations have got uh, an agenda of painting Africa as backward because that actually does benefit their aims and does promote their coffers and stuff. But there's a lot of things to celebrate in Africa. You'll be amazed to read from different African bloggers that there's actually a whole lot of a new world that is existing there. That actually there are people in Africa who are setting up uh, charity organizations to donate to Africans themselves. It's not always the other way around where Africa is always a charity case. Mm -hmm. Not like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying people should be willing to learn about Africa, not to come to Africa with their own built misconception. Africa can never be written fully in a single book. It takes a lot of stories from various individuals to actually come up with a clear picture of what is really happening in the continent. It's not all about bad politics, 
not all about yes uh, our bad leaders that make that often make the news because they've got propaganda machines and all that but if you want to know the real africa you have to read stories of people who are living in africa every day not those who have got the mouthpieces or the money to share but those who are being affected by day-to-day -day things and those people they are the bloggers that's all i have to say awesome and i think you did answer um, a question that i was going to ask you know as far as the biggest misconception you think the world has about african countries i, I think you just you just hit it on the head um okay. it, yeah so but was there anything more you want to add to that i i think that was that was excellent what you just put it okay yeah uh, so, i i don't have anything else to add okay that's perfectly fine. Um, so I, I just want to thank you again. And just for the listeners, um, if you want to start learning more about Afrobloggers, you can visit afrobloggers.com. Um, and um, you are, you guys, Bruce, are also on Twitter, Instagram. Are you on Facebook? Yes, we're on Facebook also. Okay. It's Afrobloggers. Afrobloggers. Okay. So please be sure to check them out. Um, they have a lot of good different things going on. And like Bruce said, if you want to actually know more about Africa instead of what's being told to you, um, it's important to check out you know, this outlet because they, they really give you the real deal on what's going on in Africa and what it's really all about. Um, so Bruce, I, I just wanna thank you again for coming on. And I would love to connect with you guys again in the future if, you know, if we can have all of the, all three of you. Um, to chat more about um, what your vision and what you guys are doing, that would be awesome. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah, no problem. Did you have any other um, questions or comments? Uh, just to say, um, on our side, we've got an Afro bloggers uh, directory, something where everyone can actually get to connect or discover more African bloggers if they are interested. Okay. All right. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, no problem, Bruce. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Thank you.